0: Hello everyone. How, well, how do you how do you find that? I don't, I've never have never done this on Facebook. Where's it at? Where where,
1: you know, how many episodes in now?
2: <laughs> how long have you been using the the Facebooks? My, uh, no wait, do, Troy's still on MySpace. I'm it's on, okay. Yeah. He's I, still I, trying I'm, to migrate over. You
0: promised you were going to you know do some stuff on MySpace, and I've been I've been there holding the fort down.
1: Well, uh, we this, this whole,
0: whole time.
1: We needed you to feel like you had something to do. So we mm-hmm. said, hey, look, there's a MySpace port, and we need you to guard it. Yeah, it's a MySpace. It's, it's a really important. We basically sent you to the wall in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up Buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach, and the host joining me this evening are. uh, Let's do Dwarven DM himself, John Christian. (gasps)
2: Hey, lolly ho! Right? Yeah! Yeah, yeah! yeah.
1: And uh, Master, Dungeon Master, Master
0: Troy Tamblin.
2: It's getting longer and longer.
0: It's getting, yeah. I I feel like it's it's a lot to live up to.
2: More more and more pontificous. This is
0: not going to fit on my MySpace uh, wall. <laughs> no. It's just no. Have to little like bugs these days. I, mean, I have to guess. Yeah, a little under, a side-scrolling yeah. thing. Yep. Little ticket. Yeah. Yeah. This just yeah. it.
1: This just it. Uh. Well, we have got some wonderful non-Kickstarter news. Mm-hmm. For everyone. Right I the think game. there's
2: like is is there any D and D news at all in this? I don't think so.
1: Uh, it's like
2: D and D adjacent, D&D
1: maybe adjacent. It's RPG news, 100. percent true. We're leading up yes. to that to that world, right?
2: We're still we're staying inside of the RPG
1: wheelhouse. I think so. I think we got some really interesting stuff. Today, mm-hmm. I want to say um, we we combed the interwebs and found some really good topics. <laughs> yeah. And I ain't found shit. <laughs> 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 oh wow, that
2: was the perfect marriage of uh, one-liners. Thank you for picking mm-hmm. that. Up.
1: So here, let's uh, let's just start. Let's just start at the beginning. How about that? Um, remember how I talked about the Green Knight last week?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do.
1: Um, somehow I had seen this months ago and forgot completely about it. Only for it to come roaring back into my news feed uh, today, just in time. Um, a twenty-four, the studio for uh, the Green Knight made a boxed set RPG for that movie.
2: For the movie,
1: huh? For the movie, it is it is a twenty-four license. It's got artwork and everything that's tied to the movie. Um, it's got five classes, one of which is the bard, which we're going to talk about in a bit. Um, And it uh, uses a 20-sided dice, and there's not a lot more that you can uh, tell here. It looks like it uses... I don't even know if it uses a specific system. Um, But it uses uh, abilities like courage, might, intellect, cunning, and charm. It's got skills. It's got background questions, special moves, scale of dishonor. Every character... Has a slider scale of dishonor.
2: Well, oh, that's a, that's definitely Arthurian. Yeah, yeah. I love and that. then it
1: also has uh, a, a, a table of virtues and a table of vices, and you have to pick one for each of your characters. I don't know much more, but I'm going to know more because I've got a copy on the way.
2: Oh, oh, nice. nice! That's awesome. Yep, yep. You really liked that movie.
1: It, it, it was like a C minus. It's a C minus. <laughs> <laughs> you're invested so, in it, though. So you're I gonna, think it's a you're visual.
0: gonna, you might have a copy and put it on your shelf.
1: I, uh,
0: <laughs> I it, will have a got solid to Put, C- it on, my, and put it on my shelf.
1: That's I'm right. I'm more curious than I am anything. Right. Um. That's where I'm at with this. It's like what, how, wh- how, what did they? This is like that Wendy's RPG that was here for a hot minute.
0: Yes, remember I, that? Yeah, I snagged that. I didn't look, mm-hmm. really look at it all that much, but I did snag it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I feel like like they went through a lot of effort, at least a collection of effort, to make a, a box set game for a movie that's made like three million dollars on opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So gotta gotta see what this artifact looks like,
0: right? Yeah, I mean they uh...
2: they always say that you spend what is it like fifty percent of whatever the actual movie costs in advertising is this where some of that went you know what i mean i would imagine somebody a a lot of stuff is like like, you some of it's like useless crap with a lot of these movies where it's like what why did you spend it on that it's not like it's just advertisements on youtube or tv or anything mm -hmm. like that sometimes it's like tie-ins so i wonder if that's part of that's this feels like that to me
1: yeah well it's got um it's got like uh a twenty four has like a whole website devoted to little knickknack things that you can buy tied to different movies in their repertoire, right? In their mm-hmm. catalog. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that it's a marketing gimmick, but somebody pitched it and somebody said yes. They did, true. right? I don't even know who wrote this, and that's I want to know if it's somebody I mean, that we know.
0: There's not a lot of there's not a lot of info.
1: No. No, I will find this info though, and and it's I even like the back, back
2: co- the back cover is even a twenty four branded.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing. Yeah. We don't have to go into any more of it. Well, and, uh, and they have a twenty four
0: bonus quests. Yeah. Right. Yes. So you know, very strange. Interesting though. I, I I too am curious.
1: Okay. Well, I will report back once this uh, shows up at my doorstep.
2: I, I'm. I, I think I'm. I'm, e- I'm equally interested as you are in. Who wrote it? Do we know yeah. them? Are they are, in, are they in the biz, or was this like some guy on set was like, "Oh my god, you know what this would be really awesome as an RPG? We should totally do that." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. here's uh here's five five grand, go make it happen, Captain." Do this,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like like some parts of it are really well made, and some of it's like, "Oh, that's a map," right?
0: <laughs> oh, that's a map.
1: So we'll find out. Okay. So, that's News Article 1. Love it. News Article 2 is about something else that we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, It's the closest thing we're going to have to talking about a Kickstarter this Mm -hmm. week. Because we're going to talk about a Kickstarter this week. Um, We talked about the Avatar uh, RPG. And uh, since we've talked about it, it has become the most funded... Uh, K- uh, RPG on Kickstarter, ever over five million. Dollars. Good, that's Lord.
2: You know what? Yeah. Great, that's great. It really is. What uh, did, did they ever say? What engine it was using? Is it D twenty or is it, uh, is, uh, it home-brewed uh, or is it home brewed or PBTA? Remember.
1: I think it's PBTA. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's what it is. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Six million now, according to Gurk Yeah, crazy. Good grief. Um, you know what it beat for the number one spot? Matt Colville. Your, your friend Matt and mine. yeah. Yep. 2.1. We went from 2.1 to 6. They hit, like, I'm going to be honest. I would not. I'm not going to buy this game because I, I watched Avatar through once, and it was cool, but I'd, I'd, it doesn't have its hooks in me. But it's got its hooks in somebody because that's a lot of dough.
0: Well, I mean, mm-hmm. think about it, though. Avatar... Has such a mass appeal, right? Yeah, this this, to to me, this is the same kind of thing as Critical Role Mm -hmm. to the to the hobby. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, this is this is going to pull people in that maybe never was into any kind of role playing game, never watched Critical Role, never played D anD D, but since it has the Avatar stamp on it and it looks good.
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, I would be curious because I have not watched all of Avatar. What I have mm-hmm. watched, I've enjoyed, and I mean, I love all the lore and the world building mm-hmm. in those mm-hmm. shows. Sure. So yeah, I would. I'd be down to play or run in the world of the Last Airbender. It it just sounds really cool. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was yeah. a favorite at our house. Whenever the it was several years after it came out before we we got tuned into it. But as soon as we started watching it, we watched it as a as a family together. Mm-hmm. All of us were laughing, and yes, from a world build, building perspective, just like really cool concepts. Uh, I really liked it a lot. It, how can you not? Uh, like I, mean, a, I don't think I'll play the game, and I'm, I'm probably not going to get in on the Kickstarter action. But it's it's how cool. Could you,
0: how could you not like something where you have you can have a flying bison?
2: Right, mm. or what's that? Okay, so I watched Legend of Korra, also, Kay. which was and it that was almost as good. It was pretty and that good. That was
0: removed from the timeline of the last Airbender, correct? Yeah, it was like, like it was like
2: future. years, like like yeah. it was like fifty some odd years into the future. Aang had passed, and Korra was the new Avatar, and mm. but it was like it was like this very steampunky slash Ooh, okay. Airbender thing Hmm. or by bending thing very like Hmm. the aesthetic to it is phenomenal it really is good so if you're into steampunk at all that's that should be your jam
1: so why aren't we seeing like if we're gonna get an avatar and we're gonna get a green knight why aren't we seeing things like a marvel rpg
2: they're working on that we talked about that before
1: but come on now we've also talked about like it does not take that long
2: it shouldn't but I mean, when you're talking about a brand like that, they're tr- probably trying to be really, really careful with it, mm-hmm. with all and everything, and everything probably goes across somebody kill at Disney's off desk. All their
1: favorite characters before they release an RPG where you can play as everybody. Probably. Favorite
0: well, and, and uh, before the reboot. And they also don't have to hurry. You know, they're going to be making Marvel movies for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Last. This Airbender. is a separate.
1: This is a separate topic, but we separate may topic. have crested, and. Be past peak Marvel.
2: You think? So? Okay, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. I'll be really interested to see what this next phase does. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. with like with Downey gone, Chris Evans gone, and you got like Chris Hemsworth is essentially the one that's holding it down from and the from region, the, the original mm-hmm. original crew. When I mean, you've got like with uh, Scarlett Johansson's out, gone, right? Yeah, She's sure. gone, right? So it's all like the like new kids are coming in, or like the ones that yeah. like the relatively new, the greenhorns, yeah. Yeah. right? Are the only ones that are that are left in it. Are they gonna be able to like hold it down? Yes. Yeah. As, that is an, as, I think that's an excellent topic, but
0: yeah. I think it's yeah, gonna yeah, that's be not, I think, Yeah, that's good that should be on our, our new movie review show. Yeah. You
1: can't right? yeah, you can't yeah, exactly. You cannot tell reviews. me though. You cannot <laughs> tell me that an RPG that focuses on the eternals and Shang Chi will have the same dollar haul as a uh, one that focuses on Captain America and Iron Man.
2: Here's the thing: I would agree with you, but then there was Guardians of the Galaxy, which I was like, whenever that movie was coming, whenever I saw that it was coming out, I'm like, who gives a crap about this? And
1: I'm not saying I that did. any of them will be bad. I just don't think they're making the same
0: dollars. I I don't know. I don't. I, I, f- I, I think they're going to ebb and flow, because I don't think that they can, you know, keep pumping out that, you know, that steady stream of going up, up, up all the time with their movies. Mm-hmm. And they have to know that, you know, Eternals is not a, is potentially not a big property.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And who sh- knows, Shang Chi is potentially not a big property, right? Shout knows? out,
2: to, shout out to Troy for that pronunciation, by Shang-Chi, the way. Shang Chi. Yes. Shang Chi. I, I watched. I watched like a some video somewhere where it's like <laughs> the I don't remember the is it Simu? is yes. it, the the guy the guy that is playing Shang Chi, mm. and it was like no no no. you pronounce it like
1: this. Shang Chi, yeah, mm. yeah, interesting.
0: I mean, I I love all of those obscure Marvel references. Sure. I, sure. So yeah, I'll go to it. But again, I don't know how, and they're probably going to be fantastic movies. But for a wide audience is it going to appeal to them are they going to get it you know there's going to be like a dip which is good cuz then they can come out with more blockbustery stuff to shoot the marvel the MCU back into the stratosphere again and
2: mm-hmm. well I think- or will they shift will they even shift their focus on theatrical releases over Disney plus tv series or long form uh, television
0: i mean i think they've got they have to like i said they have to know this is going to ebb and flow so maybe I mean they're well, banking on it, you know, always flowing. But
1: yeah, well, I mean, so the Suicide Squad I think had more hype than Shang Chi. Is that a fair statement? Yes. And it yes. made twenty six million,
2: which is like a, nothing compared to pre COVID.
1: Nothing, right? So, so right. my question is: Will Disney break faster than DC? Because you can't spend $200 million on a movie in order to make $26 million on opening weekend.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you also can't really use those numbers because they're not normal numbers.
1: Right. I understand. But they're normal now for a year and a half. I'm just saying that uh, eventually they got to start looking at it and saying, well, we've made... 50 million dollars on the last 3 movies. So let's have a conversation about budgets and what's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Are theaters coming back? Cuz if they're not, we can't do a 200 million dollar movie. Yet.
2: I think theaters will come back eventually. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to be nearly what they were before because what's happened in the course of, oh god, we're like so off freaking topic That's at this fine. point.
1: That's fine. That's uh, fine. That's what uh, we
2: do. It is. But okay, so but if you're looking at the, if you're looking at theatrical releases uh, like, I stopped going to the theaters before everybody went stopped going to the theaters because I didn't want to have to deal with people or, yeah. like, Coke well, on the well, screen or well dumb on my shoe.
0: You have, like, a basketball team to take to the movie. <laughs> I, I, mean, do. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Thank you. I do. But even like,
2: still, even if I didn't, like, how cheap are big TVs this day, at these, this day and age? LCD TVs are cheap, cheap, cheap. Right? <laughs> Basically. Right. <out> <laughs> But you have it in your house. You already have it there for Absolutely. everything else, for all of yeah. your video games and all of your other forms of oh, yeah. media oh, that you're yeah. consuming, right? So why not just have a couple of Kenwoods sitting up in the front and blasting some or uh, some some tunes at you while you're at, at eleven, and you don't have to Craig's worry about asking. somebody's kids squalling about? Yeah, what do you got?
0: Well,
1: Craig's asking what the last movie we saw in theaters was. Oh, the Green Knight, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll feel I can feel proud about that one. Um, wow. Actually, I've I've dipped back in a little bit, but um, you're Jungle also Cruise. right. Jungle Cruise, uh, you saw Jungle
0: Cruise. I did. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. it was it was great. You enjoyed it, yeah. I did. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic.
2: God, I can't even remember which one movie I watched last. I think it it might have actually been Infinity War. It might have mm-hmm. been. It may have been that far back.
1: Yeah, my first that sounds one about back, right. My first one back for. Was the Godzilla versus Kong? Hmm. Um. And I eh, sure <laughs> it was a movie. Um. Uh. Yeah, sure. Joker. I went and saw Joker. I still haven't. I, was,
0: I still have watched it.
2: I've seen it, but I didn't watch it in the theaters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I still haven't seen it. It's on my list because it's it's not to me. It's, it's, it's not. Fantastic. It's not a DC movie.
2: The so. the Joker like the role is now becoming like this unicorn role. You notice that. Where it's like, you know, between Ledger and Phoenix and Nicholson and uh, Leto. Uh, uh, but anyway, but it's like you got these these big actors that are doing like crazy, crazy stuff with that character. Why the hell they can't do that with any of the other DC characters? I don't, I don't well, understand. Well,
0: because it. it's Hollywood. They, they oh, I know. They barely have an original thought to rub between. All how many
2: of them. T- how many toys were sold from the Joker? That is the question. That's the question. None. Uh, none. Because, right.
0: yeah. yeah. Exactly. The director refused.
2: Yep. That's Something the least like that, Hollywood yeah. thing that he could probably do, yeah. is not sell toys or some yeah. kind of like and that's merchandising why, deals.
0: And to me, that's why this is, that's, yeah, we're going off on a tangent.
1: Well, well listen, we have yeah, a
2: perfect we, segue right we've, here. We've,
1: we've already done it. We yeah, we have me.
0: come full circle. Oh, that <gasps> is, we is true. We have, actually. That is true. Good call. That well is done. This well is done, Zach. My last point is, The Joker is not a DC movie because he is not the Joker. I don't care That's, what happens in the movie.
2: You need to watch the he's movie. Not, he's not the Joker. You, he's the Joker. No, he's I, will, I will dig my heels in. No, and he was a phenomenal Joker, too. Well, I'm not
0: saying that it was a bad movie. I'm not saying that he, it wasn't a great performance and all that stuff. I just... I it, Yeah.
2: All right, are we ready? Are we ready to move on to the next one? I,
1: if we don't, <laughs> if we don't, we're gonna we're gonna, I'm gonna, gonna spin right back up again, to buddy. Trenches, yeah, a network of trenches that have been going over Get my full together. Yep, yep. All right, go for it. Take it away, John.
2: All right, so oh, this is cool. I like this. Dark Knights of Steel is a twelve part story arc coming from the folks at D uh, at uh, DC that takes a fantasy version of the DC characters and creates this 12-episodic 12, 12 arc uh, between them. So you'll get your... The Dark Knight is a knight, right? You've got... Uh, and the what I, I love about this, aside from the art, the artwork, the cover art is phenomenal, by the way, in this thing. Um, so in The Dark Knights of Steel, Batman is, is active in a, a medieval fantasy world. Then a spaceship crashes down in route to a doomed world and that's that's soups doing his thing right uh but superman's not the only familiar face wonder woman harley quinn black lightning are among the cast uh what i love absolutely adore about this is the some of the cover art has a like a dnd equivalent character sheet for superman uh with some statted out on it which is really cool um so Oh, man. Look at that. I love that. And Wayne Reynolds. We were just talking about this uh, before the show. We were talking about Wayne Reynolds actually does some of the art, who is famous for doing not only Pathfinder, he actually started out in 4th edition. And I think actually in 3rd edition, too, he did some artwork as well. Uh, But as soon as you look at it, especially whenever you look at uh, Wonder Woman, that brow line is very, very Wayne Reynolds.
1: It's almost immediately noticeable. Well, and the dagger on her hip is very yes.
0: well that and the the little strips of leather with the, the large metal rings that yeah. no one would ever wear because it, <laughs> right. be, it would beat the piss out of your legs <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, look man I, I'm, a, I'm a DC kid I, I appreciate Marvel I like the movies I've read more than enough comic books uh, from, from Marvel but god I love DC and you know what uh, it's, they, they made the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup with this thing. They mixed some D&D into my DC Comics, so whatever. I, I like it. I, let, the, let the haranguing and crap-talking begin uh, from anyone else, from the peanut gallery here.
0: All right. Okay, you ready?
2: Hit me. Be, be uh, gentle.
0: At one time, TSR vowed to destroy DC Comics, to sue them into oblivion. What? Well, did uh, they have a
2: Captain Marvel also?
0: Yeah, no. Uh, DC at one time was doing D and D comics. They had a uh, mm. Forgotten Realms comic, they had a Spelljammer mm-hmm. comic, and a, a couple others, um, and they were selling, you know, fairly decently. Well, uh, someone at TSR got the idea to uh, create a game book. Like a comic. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Problem was the contract that they were in with DC, part of that contract is TSR cannot make comic books. Mm-hmm. So they created it looked like a comic book, it read like a comic book, and in the back it was you know, you, you read the front part of the of the story, and in the back of the book it's like now that you've read the story, do you want to play the game to play in the story? Mm -hmm. so the last half of the book was the rules and monsters and all this other stuff that you could do and dc was like you can't do that it's in the contract they're like yeah we can we can do whatever we want we're we're tsr yeah they they basically puffed their chests up and looked you know time warner right in the eyes said, you can't tell us what to do
2: what are you going to do about it? Yeah, what are sued. you going to do about it? In uh, <laughs> sued for breach of contract.
0: The uh, the TSR version of Kathleen Kennedy, Lorraine, Lorraine uh, Williams was behind all that. Yeah, they were they were supposedly going to uh, bring down the mighty DC Comics at yeah. one time because they basically breached the contract. It's mm. so That's I nice. find I find it hilariously ironic. That DC is now creating this story, and heavily influenced by the game that almost took them down.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: think this is awesome. It oh, looks sweet, fantastic.
2: sweet irony! Look, I, I love this. Uh, Zach, uh, let's fantastic. hear your let's hear your your rant.
1: I'm not enthused. Um, yeah, but th- I think <laughs> that's my role in this sort of thing. Okay, so here's my reasons. First off um dark knights of steel is a dumb name it's like they're like it's like they got this is my favorite metaphor of all time for anything that's like this but it's like they had a bag of like like keywords for their main heroes and they're like alright what's the first word dark <laughs> what's the second word <laughs> knights what's the third word Steel. Oh, Dark Knights of Steel. Sounds great. Let's do it. I think that's dumb. Uh, the cover is great. I will give you that. Um, the cover looks awesome. And I'm glad that they picked up a, uh, a RPG uh, artist to do the, um, the alt cover. I think that's awesome. Um, if you're going to do a fantasy thing, which is Batman is the perfect character to do that with, right? He's already called Knight. A lot of gazillas. you're already <laughs> halfway there. You're already Listen, halfway Zach, there. Zach, you sound just yeah. like
2: the same people that did the whole like Jenga yeah. bag. Like, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Hang
1: on, I got an idea no. for you. Look, Batman's already no. halfway
2: there. He's a Knight.
1: Okay, That's right. So. I don't have to draw random words. They're already available. No. Okay, you already have it. Um, and so I think I think it's like seventy percent of a good idea. And then somebody said, wait, 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 wait. But what about Superman? And they're like, well, he's like probably like a white knight. Like he's going to be like a crusader or a paladin or something. And they're like, no, no, no. He has to be an alien. Because Superman's all, always an alien. I think it's kind of dumb. I, I mean, listen. If you would have just said he appears or he's otherworldly or something like that, you know, call him a celestial. Right? Call him something. But when you're like, issue one. Superman is coming down in a spaceship. This is not a fantasy thing. This is a, this mash thing.
2: It is uh, barrier peaks. That's not a,
1: nah, no, nah, no, that's, no. That's a like, half step away from it. N- not, a, no? not a true. Yeah. Nah, okay. I'll die on the right. hill. Um, uh, here's spe- the last a spell bit. jammer.
2: No, okay. That's fine. Whatever. It's, it's,
1: here's, it's fine. last, last bit. Um, I, we talked about this man. This is an early episode. But we talked about a DC line that already did a DD thing, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is The Last God. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was them trying to do this in a genuine way, right? A new fantasy world. One of their first comic releases was a source book to where you could play in that fantasy world. Um, to me, that was an earnest attempt at calling out to the uh, to the RPG crowd. This, to me, is... Could have been cool, but I it to me it, it, it it's it feels a lot like, um, like Wendy's releasing
0: releasing an RPG.
1: Yeah,
2: I think Wendy's releasing an RPG was a wink, though. I think that I think that the the guy that's trying to do this uh, is trying to make this legit. That Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor is actually pretty well known. He he wrote for he wrote. Uh, Injustice, deceased, Nightwing, and a couple of other pretty big titles Tom and crossover events.
0: Washington. I- no, uh, it it depends. It depends on the story. Uh, d- does because really when you think about it, all comic books the premises are just yeah okay whatever. You have to kind of mm-hmm. you know tongue firmly in cheek you just go in to have fun. Yeah, it kind of dep- I I kind of agree with Zach on the shouldn't have made soups. An alien make him an Asimar or something like that. That would be kind of, be kind of cool. Because well, yeah, I mean, even... well, the, the the other thing if if he's Superman with all of Superman's powers, he's screwed. When you think about it, if this is a fantasy setting, he is totally screwed. Yeah. What is one one of one of Superman's biggest weaknesses besides Krypton?
2: Exactly. Though Magic. that levels it levels the playing field.
0: Well okay so that's let me, great let me continue, if,
2: like, cause I'm well, if a he key. goes up against Merlin he's bone uh, well,
0: That's just it yeah uh, he, he's so screwed it would be like if all of the top villains in DC turn their turn their targets towards soups and all attack him at the same time you know all the I'm, heavy hitters
2: there's a good, there's a down. there's oh, a, my... a considerable amount of magic in DC though considerable amount already.
1: Listen, I, I'll buy the first issue just to try it, right? I'm interested. You know I'll, what? You I'll don't do have
2: it. to. I'll read it. And I'll tell no, you no, if it's no, great no, no, or not. No. And no. You don't have <laughs> to take my word for it. You can just take my word for it. No, <laughs> no. no, but but listen,
1: I gotta say one last thing. The fact that the alt cover, we talked about this, has D and D like stats, but they mm-hmm. did not put D and D stats on it. Right? To me is just silly. Unless unless They've got a mini RPG in their back pocket that they're going to drop to go along with this.
2: Maybe. Probably but like, not.
1: But this to me says like they gave an artist like the, the task of like, oh, let's make a character sheet of, of Superman to go on the cover. And he's like, sounds great. What is an RPG? And they're like, well, here's an example of a character sheet. Like, cool. So speed. Speed sounds good. Oh, here's one that says agility. Yeah, agility. That's good. Um i'm curious to see i would love to know their inspiration for this image so i will buy it just to see if there's more meat here than what i see on the on the outside so
0: i do feel yep. they kind of gimped him on the strength side I'm, I'm happy that they did but 20 yeah
1: you got a perfect 20 starting out
2: he should have had like ogre strength at the very least or not ogre but the, uh, giant strength Right, mm. 22, 24, mm. something like that. That's a little bit. That's not peak. Like twenty is a is peak uh, human strength. Peak
0: human. Mm. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying though. I would. I've always it, enjoyed the Superman stories where he's you know not you know powered to the nines and you know it's just kind of yeah. because that that's, what, that's when he becomes boring.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. he can, he doesn't have to be boring. There are like you look at like All Star Superman is really good where mm. he's like mega mega powerful. It really just boils down to who's writing it and whether they yeah. understand the character or not. But I'm with you. I'm also not a fan of Silver Age Superman that was able to fly so fast that he broke the the time barrier and could go back in time. Yeah. Not this is not even the Donner movie like yeah. rotating the Earth you know backwards and that somehow like affects space time and doesn't sling water out into space and people and you know whatever. doesn't
0: wreck everybody because we're at, like everything. 800 miles an hour.
2: Yep. Look, I I love it. I, I, right. I, 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 it may end up being well, garbage. It may end up turning into hot garbage. That, that's what happens yeah. to me. Is I usually get my heart broken with stuff like this. So uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, more, more than willing to see that.
0: You know. It's got to be better than almost any movie DC has put out in the past five or six years. <laughs> Aside from Wonder Woman
2: and Joker, uh, and, Joker. and I like the Man of Steel. Wonder I'll fight anybody on that. Let's I like let's the man
1: Or we're gonna. We're, listen, oh listen, boy, listen, here we cringe. go again. God, man, I'm a <sighs>
2: pilgrim in an unholy land.
1: God, you people.
2: All right, I'm ready for one. Uh, let's talk about
1: it. Hey, All play. right,
2: uh, as Modi will be uh, releasing a Zombie Side Chronicles role playing game pretty what? soon. So with the mega mega stellar ex- success of their board games and their multiple kickstarters. Uh, they are dipping their toe into the into the realm of role-playing games not a whole lot of information about it they've got a retail price on it right now Uh, they give it like a players x and a 14 and up it's 40 bucks is what it's going to retail for and that's pretty much it that's about all they've really got Uh, they say the book offers main rules and mission types for players to use to play through rpg adventures and the gameplay will be enhanced through the use of miniatures from the board games Synergy product synergy. It also contains interesting NPCs for players to interact with and a metropolis with ten areas to explore. That's cool. Look, I like the I like the board game. The board game's fun. Uh, I've I, never I got it on a couple it. of the Kickstarter. I've never got to play
0: it. I've always wanted to. Yep. And I I I mean, let's face it. I'm a sucker for zombie apocalypse stuff. I love The Walking yep. Dead and all that. So. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I down. like the idea that they also are seemingly narrowing it down to a metropolis with areas mm-hmm. or zones within that. I think that's a great idea. It gives, yeah. It'll give it like a great way of setting itself apart from the pack
0: by doing something like that. So cool! Mm-hmm. I like it. No, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. Did you did you say what rule system it was using, or did I miss that?
2: They did not say one way or another. Okay, they don't say. Okay, uh, yeah, it's, it is a really really brief article. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's that's about it. There's really not much more than that. I lo- I looked around for a couple of other news articles, and this is just kind of like a pre press release press I'm, release kind
1: of thing. I'm this glad is you, a I'm glad you Brought this one
0: up because I'm stoked.
1: September 24th, like it is coming fast. You yep. know what? Buckle up. We might be able to find this at Jetcon. That's right.
2: Ooh, that's yeah. right. Certainly at mm. Origins.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Find yeah. me a copy and bring it to Origins. There you go. It's not Bring your... it to
1: me. Bring it to me. All right. Wow. Uh, so.
2: Almost a whole episode of news. Almost a whole episode of news.
1: Well, we had some good ones. Like I said, I feel yeah. like we, yeah, we really did. hit a home run. Um, we should refill our drinks, come back, talk about the Bard.
0: That's right.
2: Ooh, here we go again. More of the same.
1: and we're back. Okay. Now, Troy, yeah. You're going to die alone on this hill. Am I? Yes. Um
2: are is that are Zach, are you and I about to agree on
1: something? We we are aligned. Uh, <laughs> this, this is um
2: Waiting for that fourth horseman of the apocalypse to come running yeah, around the yeah, corner.
1: Yeah, like like this is this is uh, <laughs> six of the seven seals being broken. And Craig, like, Craig's like, stay on topic, stay on topic. <laughs> yes, stay on
0: topic.
2: Stay on, on topic. topic. I can't shake him.
1: Native um, <laughs> rider. Yeah. Uh, so hey, uh, let's talk about everybody's favorite class, the bard. Um, mm. We promised a positive experience, um, Wait, and Troy when, might be hell on breaking that look, promise. two out of three. Promise.
2: Two out of three is still positive. It is. It is a uh, net positive. Okay, I, so uh, we're still good.
1: Sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. So let's do this. Let's. Um, boy, how do we even approach this in a way? How do we mitigate the amount of words Troy can say for the next twenty, <laughs> 20 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about you take us away, Troy? Let's get let's let's oh, yeah. set the parameters yeah. of your angst.
0: Build up L- Allow me to cross so my arms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my hate Ooh, for the true. bard is deep. Ooh. And it started at the premiere of D&D Fifth Edition at Gen Con. Story time. Story time. what,
2: what, what was their name who touched you?
0: Buckle up. We were running corruption at Crypt Garden, the first fifth edition epic ever released, written by friend and uh, I, well, what I was going to say was really disturbing because I was going to say shower mate, but that doesn't work out. Uh, Teo Sabadilla, <laughs> because of the I, the, sh- the shower with Sean and Teo show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We
2: know, yeah, yeah, yeah. we know. It's cool. It's all right, man.
0: Anyway, it's all right.
2: I'm sure uh, he understands too.
0: I'll ask you tomorrow morning. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, but oh, Porteos, <laughs> Porteos, um, fantastic adventure. Had an absolute blast. I got to be basically a if those if for those of you that aren't familiar with what an epic is, it is a multi-table event. Everybody is on the same mission at the same time. Each table might be doing a specific, you know, a, a different. Task than everybody else, but but it's all for the same goal. What some tables do, whether they succeed or fail, affects other tables. That kind of thing. And this was a, a massive event. We had uh, I think there was like 105 tables running this mm. thing. Mm. So to coordinate that kind of sized event, they had they broke it down into pods where. I believe there was like eight or nine tables to a pod. And each pod had a a captain. I got to be one of those captains. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. Look, look, I'm captain now. So what my job was, was to go to the different tables. Like when, when certain situations would happen, I would make sure the DMs knew that I would, uh, so random chaos throughout the tables, mm-hmm. doing different things. At the end, the the great green dragon of Crypt Garden Forest, Cloggy Liamatar, shows up. Yes, and she tries to wreck everybody. And mm-hmm. each ta- each pod captain was that pod's Cloggy Liamatar. Mm. So I'm going around and I'm I'm wrecking face over here and I'm wrecking face over there. I get to this table. And I had been harassing this table. There was there was someone there that had never played D this was her first experience playing D and D. At that convention. You know, she played D D all weekend long, was having a blast, got to the epic, was freaking out. And so I come up to the table, breath attack claw attack i'm going to bite you and so i kind of ah uh, and i roll my dice and i hit but mm. of course my dice were very unkind to me so i only made it by a couple points mm. guy across the table goes no i'm a bard roll some dice reduce your attack by 4 it's like ah uh, what mm-hmm. no i am cloggy <laughs> limitar you do not affect me that way stole my thunder and then every bard thereafter that played at my tables was always messing with me mm. making it so that i couldn't do cool stuff sounds like a you problem
2: this sounds like a troy problem to me so yes, that sounds like a petulant child
0: mm-hmm.
2: whining because they didn't get what they wanted to. that's
0: right I didn't get what I wanted.
2: Tisk tisk.
1: Sounds like a very var- bard-like complaint if I'm being yes. <laughs> and could it be? Could it be that Troy, the reason you don't like the bard is because it's maybe a little bit too reflective. That the surface of it is too shiny, has a mirror-like quality mm. that turns itself. Do you see yourself when you look at that class?
0: Okay, so DM Troy. Mm-hmm. Hates the Bard. Mm-hmm. Player Troy. Yeah, I like the Bard. hmm mm-hmm. I like the Bard. Mm-hmm. My last character that I played uh, at a uh it, champion five? virtual virtual uh weekend was a bard. Ooh, oh, my yeah. At John's tears. Mm-hmm. So, Alright,
1: so so we have common ground in that as a player class, it's great.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of fun.
1: Uh, why is it fun? Can we talk about that for a half a moment? Certainly. I, I I will I will support you in that, in that the bard is the is the one class more than any other at the table, who gets to say uh uh-uh, uh to the DM. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. all the time. Right, right. So so you're you're very much true there, right? Um. So why is the bard the best class though? The bard is the best class because it gets all of its things up front. Mm-hmm. And that is always going to make for a better experience in DD because most games aren't going to last till 15th level. 14th level warlocks get their cool shebang, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody get you know, like every other class gets some, their most exciting things. For the most part, every other class gets their most exciting things at the end. Bard gets it all at the beginning. And... Uh, so you're very much the kid in the candy shop when you're looking through their first five levels. Um, you get spells at first level. I think mm-hmm. that's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. You get Bardic Inspiration at first level. You get Jacket All Trades at second level. And then you get your Bard College at third. Like, And then before by sixth level, you've gotten another Bard College feature. You Your Bardic Inspiration has been bumped. You got your font of inspiration. Like, you get so many things um for most of the levels that any group is gonna play at. that I think it's just nice. And and they also built the bard to have multiple things to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like the thing that you don't like, Troy, is why it's such a great class to play because there's things for you to do oh, on other yeah. people's turns. Or you know, you can even if you're not rolling dice, you're you get to watch the dice that you gave your oh, companion yeah. get rolled, right? Like, like, yeah, that's awesome. That's exciting. Um, the game is at its worst when when we're at a champion fighter. Uh, that, that, sorry. I, I won't do that anymore. I promise. Um, but where <laughs> no, you, you roll yes, one you dice roll. and you're done and you sit there until it comes back around to your turn from a mechanic side. For,
0: for, yeah. And, okay. That is also I, – I, I do like the bard class. hmm but, and there's a but. Same same thing as, like, the fighters. I am... They're also boring to have people play them at your table. Because it's the same thing. I have not seen an original bard. I mean, Craig might have an original bard. I don't know, because I haven't seen it yet. I haven't got to play with...
1: Kirk with, has with played bonza. a
0: bard at your
1: table three times. And you're saying it's not original?
2: Mm-hmm. That's what I heard.
0: That's what I heard. Well, I probably said that. But everybody everybody <laughs> plays it the same. And a lot like my my thought process with the fighters. Everybody everybody goes to the same thing. Everybody looks at you know what I can get and that's what I'm going to play. Everybody mm. plays it. I'm going to seduce everything that walks. I am the I am the minstrel or the the menstrual whatever Mm. um i had to put it in there
2: Mm -hmm. there it is
0: there it is uh you things like that but yet i listened to a podcast quite a while ago that uh from uh, the hook and chance podcast if you Mm -hmm. haven't listened to it go find it listen to it it's awesome jordan and travis great uh great it's a great it's a great podcast they're brothers they did one on bards and it opened up my eyes to one of the problems i have with the bard Mm. it has it has come so far and away from what bards are it should not be called a bard they are now entertainers they are now minstrels they're you know musicians or whatever that's how they're written that's how they're statted. That's how they're powered. That's not what bards were. Bards uh, were... they were they, Yes, they were artists. But they were they were more like... They carried the news. Bards were important. When a bard came to town, everybody was like, Oh, the bard is here. Let's bring them in and, and hear the news or the tales or whatever. Bards were the most educated people some of the most educated individuals around they had to go to school for 12 years that's where the whole Bard College thing came from in the game they had to memorize histories stories, poems all of this stuff and uh, in in some cultures they were given, it's kind of funny, they were given a stick or a branch or something and the, the, the different colors of their branch kind of told the level of of the bard, and it would have bells on it. The more bells, the more important and prominent the bard was. So, if, so all the bells and whistles. All the bells, exactly, all the bells and whistles. Um,
2: I think what I'm hearing, though, what you're complaining about, though, you're you're I'm hearing the same thing between this and the fighter yeah is not but you're saying that they're the same thing but what you're saying though is that people are playing to the tropes or to like to they're,
0: the, they're the paragon
2: to of what it is right a fighter is this and a bard is this but you could say the same thing about any other class everybody plays proba- the monk will. the same way what everybody plays the wizard the same way the warlock the same way so you could have the same complaint about all of them and if all of them are like that then none of them are good to troy is what i'm hearing
0: well, no, because I love here. the fighter. Remember,
2: I know you love the fighter yeah, in the way that you run it, but you don't like the way that the fighter run, is run by a lot of other people. No, as well, as I'm not the one that Maybe I misunderstood. Yeah,
0: I'm not the one. That, I didn't say that. Mm. What I'm, I'm saying that the fighter has more to it than what you guys were giving it credit for.
2: Mm. I gotcha.
0: I'm just saying mm. that, you know, almost every bard that comes across the table is that it's like, oh my gosh, she's going to seduce the dragon. Or you know things things of that nature. You always hear that They're, they really h- fall hard on those tropes. First edition DD I'm looking at my notes now. First edition D and D. Before knew ha- he was going to be
2: alone, so he had to yeah. get his notes. You had a- to
0: right. be a fifth level fighter and a fifth level thief mm-hmm. before you could even try to become a bard. And who did you have to go and find and study under? A druid because they were almost like the druids of knowledge of, of of culture so you had to go and study under the druid um up and you know and, and it was kind of like that way until third edition when to me and yes the 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 trophy bards of of today they're fun to play if you know if you want to seduce a dragon seduce a dragon it's, it's awesome it's fun but what they've become or what they started what started happening for me in 3rd edition was they were being dumbed down into a one trick pony uh, of of Ooh. that wandering minstrel that you know that was rogue-like in a way because you know at one point bards were a, a rogue subclass kind of a thing yeah there's more to a bard than just wandering around and singing songs and and, and stuff like that there's there's more gravitas to them if you if you want it's there
2: yeah. I still don't hear any like an actual complaint about the class, though. I, I what I'm hearing is that you don't like the way, and again, maybe I'm misinterpreting, that you don't like the way that people are playing I not, the class. I
0: am not here to bitch about the class and how it's written. And I, and this I is thought a, what
2: we're is that this is that, that's a that's what is, we were doing, wasn't no,
0: it? No, no. Okay. This when I pitched this idea to you guys, I pitched it as let's take these classes and turn them on their heads so they're not so tropey as to where they're always played not to critique on how they're written or the powers that they get or things like that I don't give two shits about (laughs) how they're written or what powers they get obviously because I like the champion fighter and that's one of the most boring classes ever written hmm <laughs> that was that was always been that has always been my stance and my point for this whole thing yeah. and why I don't like warlocks at, at first level because yeah, well, there's here, too me, much
1: story behind it. Let me piggyback on you for a moment here, Troy, if I can. I'll I'll, I'll sidle along Hop beside on. you. Yeah, climb aboard. Um, if we're gonna if we're gonna turn the bard on its head, let me propose to you a different idea. Or a different pitch for what the bard is. Because I, I, can, I can get behind the idea of what is a historical bard. But I will pitch to you that the majority of bards that we see at the table aren't even maximizing the value of the bard that we have. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the bard that we have, in my opinion, shines as a support character. Mm-hmm. Now, here's why that's important, because a support character really is a team player, and most bards at the table are not a team player. Right. Um, now, that's not to say that they won't throw out their bardic inspiration, because they have to, right? Like That's the problem. That's not the problem, but that's the point of bardic inspiration is you can't give it to yourself. Um, but where a bard, I think, shines is when it is. it is that that scald that individual who is seeing the whole battlefield and is bolstering those allies that need bolstered and is, you know, dropping the thing that's going to elevate you or bring down your enemy at just the right time to create a moment for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the way I like to see bars being played. Now to Craig's uh, pitch or Craig's note there, subclass is a big component of the bard. Um, they, there's, I think, four different levels at which they get, and the core bard starts to fall away pretty early on, and the, uh, the subclass has to carry the weight from there on out. Um, and I think there is a lot of flavor to be had in those subclasses, but, but I think that the subclasses do a disservice to where the bard really shines, which is the team player. When you have things like eloquence, uh, glamour, whispers, especially those three, and valor, um, you really have classes that are flavor-wise pitched around you being a one-man band or one-man show, at least in your own mind. You know, um, So I, I do think that I can support the idea that we've got a really weird bard, but I think there's a really great one that I love, kind of nestled in there that you can, you can grab. And to back on uh, to, to 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 sidle alongside you for a little bit longer. You said the bard used to be a uh, basically a uh, prestige class, so to speak, mm-hmm. for for these other things. To me, that's really where the bard shines as a class in Five E is not as a full one to twenty experience. But as a a hybrid dip to get some of that fun flavor, to get the the team coordination abilities, um, and then to dip back out and to be a fighter or to be a warlock or to be a whatever as your main thing. Yeah, I mean...
2: So for me, if we're talking about historical, right? For me, whenever I'm, I'm I just
0: talking about like the whole flavor in general. No, I it, it, Well, that's it, what I'm
2: getting at, right? So whenever I think of a bard, and whenever I play a bard, and I've seen more than enough people actually play bards that are similar to this. Would uh, Zach mentioned one, the Scald, right? Um, what I think of, I think of one is from 300.
0: Yes, the, the
2: Herald, right? The, the the master of the lore and the history, the one that would. Uh, take the story of what happened here, go back to Sparta, fire everybody up, and then bring them back to you know to the hot gates, right, mm-hmm. and to, to repel the enemy, right. You got that. I also think about the wheel of time, with the the gleeman. I think of court assassins, court mm-hmm. spies. I think of like for me, uh, whenever I play a bard, I've played a bard in the past. The bard has been the James Bond character. Yeah. in the group the one that's like the master he, or the or the uh, uh, Mission Impossible Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible right like the, the Master of Disguise and uh, mimicking uh, voice mimicry and things like that being able to infiltrate almost like the, the, the going to the like a supernatural step that the Rogue can and does right and there's like a lot of synergy or not synergy there's a lot of parallels between the two classes there right but uh, I think one of the things the only thing I can think of that really is a possible peril of the bard is that it's so charisma dependent that the person that's playing it is almost a de facto face character and that they're that they could be pushed into the spotlight and they may or may not really be interested in doing that they may want to do that whole you know court assassin or they may want to do more about like subterfuge and intrigue as as opposed to being the person that's out and uh speaking for the party kind of like the the fact almost like a, a party leader right That the same position that a paladin could hold in a in a party somebody that is not willing or is not really built like for table socialization like that's not their not their bag uh but otherwise i mean that's the way that i look at the bard it's not just typ- the typical like, like Chaucer right like Jeffrey Chaucer as the uh, as a herald or as a minstrel or, or anything like that too so these are, there's lots of uh, for me though I don't look so much at the mechanics of it I do think a lot about the like the bones of the the class and how you can uh, dovetail that into like a character arc that makes a lot of sense right um, But at the same time, I'm I'm also with you. The two of you, like I love how the bard is a support class. It's actually one of my favorite things about the class itself, because I always gravitate towards the the life cleric because no one else wants to be the healer. No one else wants to do the support in most instances. Most people want to. They want their numbers to go up. They want more more damage or to take more damage, right? Uh, So it's so. But to me, if you're the bard and you're kind of you're lifting everybody else up every success that they have, you get to take part in and be a part of, right. That's your shared success with them. So that's one of the, I, I love that about the, about the class. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. Bards to me are like the perfect in between step from being a player in a DM. Mm. Cause like John has said multiple times that, you know, he, he doesn't feel like he's a good player anymore, because he gets bored because he's only got one character to mess with mm-hmm. the bard mm-hmm. is kind of like that perfect half step and and yes i'm you know singing the praises of the class because it is a good class it's just i think there's more to it than what people give credit for but you get to do things on other people's turns and you help them out so you know people complain it's like hey i want why don't they put a marshal in fifth edition you've got like one like the warlord yeah, the warlord. That's it. The warlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You got one. You got it's one called right the bard. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's and to me, that's kind of the with all the with all the subclasses. It, to me, they get a little goofy because to me they're they're drilling down too much on the entertainer aspect and not the protector of knowledge or the you know the champion of lore you know or that kind of it. it they they turn too much into the the bard character from the witcher and not someone who i think of as heroic mm-hmm. be- because you know you, you, the bard a bard very well could be the leader of the party and the shot caller in battle and all of that stuff he's standing in the back he doesn't have to be playing a lute to be inspiring he is giving you orders and and Things of that nature to get you to go do this and inspire you on after you you know in the face of impossible odds and, and things like that. Hmm. I, I I just you know yeah I, I get heavy handed and, and I and I talk big game about you know everybody comes across the table it's, it's like the druid you know, everybody plays a moon druid everybody plays a bard that seduces you know everybody you know all that kind of stuff <laughs> they don't it it's just. There's more to it. There's, you know, I, I wish people would, you know, dig into the history of it a little bit. Go listen to Hook and Chance's episode, and it will open your mind as to, you know, oh, I could play a bard like this. That's really freaking cool, you know. It like, and you were saying how it, it kind of almost the the person playing the bard, they're they're obviously based heavily in charisma. Mm -hmm. well what happens when you're playing a bard and you don't have charisma if you yourself the player does not have Mm -hmm. charisma you know how do you come up with those inspirational things and they give some great suggestions you don't have to give the speech but you can describe where the speech came from and you can describe how you deliver the speech as you walk through the ranks of the soldiers and you give an impassioned retelling mm. of a of a tale long from long ago that was very much like this and you go to different soldiers and you and you repeat a passage to them and you give them inspiration and you know things like that you don't have to be the one that uh, that comes up with the actual stories just tell it and you you could also use the past adventures that you've been on and recount them. Mm. You, get up! You, you can't lay down now! You who who battled the Beholder Xanathar and, and struck him low! How dare you lay down mm. in front of these foes? You know, that kind of thing. Mm. And and pull, pull stuff into it. The thing about bards that a lot of people gloss over is it's one of those classes where if you really want to play it to full effect... You got to do a little homework. You got to write a couple little things down, a little nuggets of of lore that you can pull from that might fit a broad array of situations, one-liners, zingers for your, you know, uh, uh, vicious mockeries and and things of that nature. Because that's one that that to me is kind of like. You're being a button masher when you say, oh, I cast vicious mockery, I do this much damage. Well, what did you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, just, I just cast vicious mockery. Well, that's kind of... that's kind Even
2: of if funny. they're terrible.
0: Even if they're... Yeah, that makes it even better. Especially if they're funny. terrible.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. The, the Kinder Bard. That was one of my favorites that I used to play back in the day. Yeah. But And his thing was dirty limericks and insults. Hmm. So i always come, come to the table with them
0: something interesting about the historical bard that i learned they used to actually do sensory deprivation in their bard colleges to help them remember these stories and poems and histories so they have amazing memories and you know Hmm. almost like they they almost went through monk-like training in order to be able to be the, the one that traveled from from town and city to hmm. spread these to spread the lore of the land. So, now having said that, does that give you a different outlook other than you know the the jaunty guy skipping in his pantaloons down the down the lane, strumming his loop merrily? Yeah, it, it that dude sounds badass.
1: Hmm. Fair enough. Not the pantaloons guy. Uh, listen, <laughs> I I was thinking the pantaloons guy when you said badass.
0: Well, so you, you would. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! So y'all can roast me now. So, I think I've I've I think I've I've banged my my bardic drum. Enough. No, I think uh, I think
1: I'm happy with 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 this discussion. It's uh, I think it's offered a few different angles on the bard than maybe what you were expecting mm-hmm. um you know one thing that i think is kind of arbitrary is to sit here and just go line by line and we won't go line by line and say like here's everything that the bard gets and this is why it's good
0: right yeah and i in think a, yeah that's not that why. that's
1: a little bit noodly. i will say you know what i said at the beginning which is that If you're gonna like my hope we've talked about sixth edition way too often in this freaking show at this point. But everybody um, does. Everybody does. But if there's something that I would encourage them to learn from, it's that and carry over into the next edition is that Um It's that old Colvillian saying of like, do the exciting thing first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's that's what the bard is and I think that's why I love it among many other reasons that we've talked about but like I'd love to see a whole game where the design philosophies of the bard were carried over into every other class Mm. Um, where you could be excited about them at level one and level two and not be to Troy's benefit here right always looking at the book saying ooh I get to be cool or I get to do a cool thing six levels from now but one way or another how you could actually do your cool things right out the gate i think that's that's a really exciting thing and um that's the game that i want to play so
0: yeah i agree with with craig he just put comic or serious both legit options very much so i yeah i just i just think people lean too much to the entertainer side of things when, I mean like I said, you could be the, the warlord. You could be the the You'd be a huckster. Yeah. You could be a huckster. You snake could
2: oil be, salesman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's you, a lot of creepy bards. You could almost beat uh Russell Crowe from Gladiator. Mm. You, you you know, I could argue that he could have been a bard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh our friend of the show, uh, Ulysses, uh, plays an excellent bard in a couple of my uh, oh, campaigns, yeah. so uh, there's a and and he plays the eloquence bard that is that orator, right? The mm-hmm. the,
0: the super the super uh, super bard, super bard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's, he could put that as his like subtitle, super bard, super bard. On uh, and on he Discord. does he does
0: homework. He writes stuff down ahead of time and has it ready. Yeah, for wait. for the
1: type of bard that he chooses to yeah. play, that's the best way to do it. Right you're going to be an orator if you're going to be an impassioned speech giver either you got to be quick on the draw or you got to do your homework ahead of time so you know.
2: yeah like uh and that's actually not a bad maybe we talk about uh, one of the things that I'll, I'll contribute outside of what i already have is if the homework that you do um uh, there are there are bards among us both living and and past and so read Read something other than fantasy novels. Read, read Chaucer. Um, you know, read different poets and read uh, about speeches from Patton, uh, from different generals, and like, if watch a movie with the a really impassioned speech in it. And you know, if you're going if you want to inspire, if your character is going to inspire, and you really want to take it to the next level. And If you want to do that homework, you don't have. It doesn't have. You can plagiarize, right? So you can kind of like cobble together something from Coach Carter or from We Remember the Titans or something like that, right? Where you, you can you could build something off of that and make it your own. It doesn't have to be 100% unique in order for it to uh, in order for it to work, right? So if you're if you're playing a character that is supposed to inspire, and if you want to play a character that's supposed to inspire, do your homework. Read. That's the thing that I, I read and watch, and really and study when you're watching things like that, and try to fin- find out what those things are. Because to Zach and Troy's point, you know, unless you're really, really good at coming off the cuff, that's just part of what. If that's your personality and that's one of the skills that you have or one of the, the gifts that you have, is to inspire other with your words. If it's not, but you want to be, then take a take a note from the greats yeah. from their books
0: if you want further inspiration look at the backgrounds in the phb Mm -hmm. and go go background by background and think what would a bard this Mm -hmm. be like like an alkalite. an alkalite bard is that is kind of what i played uh for john's Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i didn't i wasn't inspiring to anybody but i i passed out my bardic inspiration because i would cower behind them and push them to go do things and be like you're the big guy you need to go do something Here's mm-hmm. you know and it was it was me it was that push mm. that was gave me my reasoning to give bardic inspiration to somebody not because i i slapped them on the butt and told him to get in the game and do great things and blah 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 no it's it was a completely different twist on on why bardic inspiration was being given <laughs> but alkalites folk heroes a hermit a hermit bard he's he's working on something in secret it has been for years kind of a thing or he's working to bring down the government because that's another type of a bard thing is you know, like political activists
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, V political cartoons you know those were those are bardic very much so. So there's different things. Uh, the warrior poets mm-hmm. of you know, Scotland, soldiers. You know, mm-hmm. all these different ways of looking at bards. Uh, Craig, uh, Craig and
1: Girk are, are complaining in chat. I am not comparing to anyone, dear viewers. I'm sirs. not comparing. I, I specifically said the eloquence bard uh, on purpose. Yes. Um. Now. If you want to, if you want to bring an eloquence bard to the table, next next thing, then I'll compare. But uh, I, I appreciate all flavors of bards, um, and and each stand on their own merit.
0: <clears throat> yeah, keep bringing, you know, bring those bards to the table. They're fun. It's I'm not knocking your your play styles. I just want you, I just want you to broaden broaden those horizons a little bit. But yeah, keep bringing those bards to the table, and I'll keep giving you the evil eye when you. Mess with my die rolls because I don't roll well in the first place.
1: My, my, feel, my feelings are <laughs> hard.
0: That's the way that I play a bard, Greg. Yeah, you and I
1: are on the same page. I find a list of jokes or quips that I want to use and I print them off and I, I have them ready to go. Yeah. Well done, sir.
0: See, now well that should be a bard. Somewhere. That's a pro tip. The, the dad that's joke a part. That is yeah, a pro tip.
1: That's a pro tip. Uh, all right, fellows, anything else we need to talk about as far as this bard goes? No. The
0: oh, the bard is the class that you love and hate.
1: Or just love.
2: Or just love. I
0: don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. There's there's All more right. love than hate here right now, man. Oh, Sorry. I,
0: it's I love to hate it. It's, <laughs> it's one of those it's one of those I it, you know, at one point my my home group was going to buy me a t-shirt that said mm-hmm. I hate bards. Oh, just just because I would rag on him when they played him. <laughs> well, alright. So,
1: look at that. We I think we, we did a good job waxing poetic this episode. Oh, look oh, at that. That's... Look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're welcome. Full uh, let's see. If you would like to uh, uh, espouse alongside us, you can do so by heading over to our Discord. Our lovely little community there um, is... is um its own little college or cottage or something (laughs) um how many yeah so uh yeah head over to discord head over to facebook um that's a place where people like to post dissertations and uh, and diatrimes that's filled with wannabe barts you can be one of those wannabe barts on facebook uh posting to our page or sending us a message uh telling us um either if you agree about the BART, that's a great thing to tell us. We like being, we like having confirmation bias or, or, you know, we like having people that <laughs> climb aboard our bandwagon. Um, that's always nice. such as it is. Um, and if you disagree with us, I can almost guarantee it. We will talk about it on the show. Yeah. So that's a yeah, that true.
0: If you disagree with us, just go to MySpace and, uh, post it there <laughs> <laughs> or, on, our, on our, MySpace page. Ah, uh, Hey, uh, also, we
1: would love it if you are listening to this as a podcast to head on over to the podcast app, give us a review, um, give us a rating, um, and subscribe. Uh, subscribe. That would be another good thing. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can talk. Type in all caps. Type in all, a,
0: yes, yell yes. at us on the interwebs. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> And while you're while you're doing that for us, if you haven't yet, go go head over to uh, Hook, and Hook and Chance and yeah. uh, give them a listen and a like and a subscribe as well.
1: Absolutely. Now, if you heard us at times talking about people like Craig or Girk or Kill a Lot here tonight or in other podcast episodes, it is because these shows are being recorded live on Twitch just about every time. And there is a great little pre-show that you can come and listen to us talk about other things for a while, and then sometimes there's a post-show where we can't stop talking. So um, yeah, it's hmm. uh, there's a lot of content, not quality content, but content that you're missing out oh, on. by yeah. not we do we <laughs> never, over to we never
0: promise quality.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're professional we're all about quantity, but we're not we are, quality. We are the uh, fast food of of the dining experience. Um, we like to, we like to think of our, I like to think of us as like the, um, the, um, the 12 pack of tacos from Taco Bell for 12 or $10. That's, that's what we provide. It's like, we will fill you up at a, at a very reasonable
0: price. (laughs) <laughs> and you'll regret it when you're done <laughs> oh yes. man I was wondering I was
1: wondering where that was going heartburn there's a lot of things yeah yeah absolutely um I feel like that's a really good comparison uh, uh I think we're good okay so thank y'all thank you John thank you Troy for hanging out once again thanks to all of our chat Girk and Craig and Lot, and anyone else that was lurking in the background we appreciate y'all um. Until next week, we'll see you next time. Have a
0: great game, everybody, except for you, bars.
2: Mhm. Everybody, stay safe out there.
0: Hey, they—they they made it. Yeah. <laughs> I told him I was going to give him a <laughs> shout out. We
1: talked they about awesome.
0: you several times. We do. I said
1: nice things.
0: I—I I feel like I said some nice things. Um, at least, um. I, I said I said awesome things about Hook and Chish. I didn't say such awesome things about the Bard.